Thank goodness for UB basketball because everything sucks. Does it? Yes, that's the open. Okay. Welcome to the Leftovers Podcast, Derek Kramer. Frank R. Curry. And you're taking an L by listening to this because all of Buffalo is taking L's right now. The Bills, L, L. Sabres, L, 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 L. So if you're listening to this, here's your L. Here's your L for the day. There it is. You got your L. Just like everyone else. Because nobody can win a thing right now. Remember when they were, when that was all they could do was win? Remember when everything was awesome? The Bills had crushed the Jets and the Jaguars and the Sabres were on a 10-game winning streak. And UB was playing in the MAC title game. And everything wasn't terrible. Yeah. All right, there. I'm done with my overreaction. Okay. Because you can't go one way and go the other way and be completely justified for any of it. Or at least that's what I think about it. I didn't get too high. I was hyped about the Sabres, for example. But I'm not going to get too low either. Things happen. It's sports. And, again, they lose, they lose. It's something that's going to happen. Bills game, Sabres game, doesn't really matter at this point. The Sabres is a little more stressful because of the fact that you just had this 10-game winning streak, and now you're on a five-game downslide. Do you want to talk about that first, or do you want to talk about the Bills game? I mean, we could talk about the Bills game. It's a little more fresh in the mind. Okay. And my thing is this. Honestly, while uh, Josh Allen did not necessarily take a step up, I don't think he took a step back. He didn't do terribly. I don't think he took a step back. He's still a rookie and was still prone to make good. He was going to make mistakes still, and he did. We saw a couple the bad throws. That one at the very, that last one where trying to get it to Joe, trying to get it to Zay Jones and Tremaine Johnson intercepts it right at the very the end. The last one didn't anger I, me. As no, much. I, I I thought it was a bad throw, but how? However, that's still a very fixable one. Right idea. It's not so, the I yes, the idea is right. The idea is there. You just got to fix the. Th- you just got to fix your placements. Yeah, like good idea. Bad ball placement, game yeah. over. Yeah. Uh, the and other that one happens. The other one, we saw the Wyoming hero ball again. Yes. Which happened in Green Bay, and you're just like, you can't do that, buddy. Yeah. And then he did it again here, and you're like, you really can't do that, buddy. Yeah. We're actually winning, you know. I remember there's also a couple throws. I'm re- not facing Aaron Rodgers. I remember there's a couple throws to um, he's you know running for his life, going towards the Jet sideline, and he. He throws it away, but it stays in bounds. And there's a Jets player in the area that could have that all that could have had a chance for it. Likely, no, it falls incomplete. You know the play I'm talking. You probably know think, the play I'm talking about. I think that about. one was a little more calculated, though. He was I, hoping for a receiver to my get there, biggest, but there was no one on the screen. There though. was that no was one on thing. the screen, but he also knew that he could throw that thing away. Like, I, 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 it's knew, that. But I feel it's like that he knew what of, he was doing there. I. It felt it felt that way too, but it still worries me because no one was there. That ball stays in bounds. All it takes is one good step by a defensive player, and that's an that's an intercepted ball. But then we even saw it on the other side of the field. Oh yeah, for one play, Tremaine Edmonds comes up with his first career interception because Sam Donald did literally yeah. the same thing. Same thing, yeah. Literally the same thing. He rolls out under pressure. Tries to be a hero about it, and Tremaine Edmonds is easily in front of that pass. 
These are young players. These things are going to happen. Not everyone gets Patrick Mahomes, I guess, who can no-look throw a man in stride across his body. That's Patrick ins- Mahomes, get that the hell out of here. Get the hell off. Get out of the league already because I'm going to so hate you he for can 15 throw, years. So he can make any throw he wants. He can throw without even looking at the receiver, and he can also throw with his other hand. Pat Mahomes is already Man. a cheat code, and I'm going to hate it for 15 years hearing, oh, the Bills traded out of that pick. Yeah, I know. Shut up. Pat Mahomes, just leave. We... Go away right now because okay. he's going to be as annoying as Brady. We've talked – I'm pretty sure we've talked about this. I know we've talked Blech. about this. I don't – like, I, I'm with you that there's no Pat Mahomes fear bunker, and my reason for it is that the Bills weren't going to take him, no, e- even if they stayed. At at ten, that, no, that's that. when you build the fear bunker. Right, but right, but I'm that, but in that case, that's where you build it. But because they traded out, you don't build the fear bunker. How? But my my point is, they weren't going to take them anyway. They, I still think they were going to take Lattimore with that pick. I still think I still yeah. think they were going to do that because yeah. they needed a cornerback. At the time, too. It was more of what they were gearing up for. Yeah. They were gearing up for the next year, knowing that they were going to be very solid first-round prospects. they had an opportunity to gear up for that. Speaking of very solid first-round prospects, we had two of them that the Bills were highly invested in, in Donald and Allen. Mm -hmm. Donald looked relatively good, though, throughout the game. He wasn't asked to do as much because the Jets just need to fire their entire staff. Yeah. Yeah. And the Bills special teams decided they wanted to give this game away. We'll talk about that in a moment. Mm. But Darnold looked sharp. Looked solid. And I don't have a fear bunker there either because the Bills didn't have a chance to get him. Mm-hmm. The only fear bunker really is, is we've talked about this too, Ro- Josh Rosen and <clears throat> and to an extent Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't even say to an extent. I would I would have it in there. You'd have it in there? I would have it in there. Okay. Because he was available. Yeah. He and Rosen were available. And that's where some people can get on the Pat Mahomes or Deshaun Watson one is because they were available to the Bills at 10 of that draft. Mm -hmm. I just know that the Bills weren't taking a quarterback there. The Bills wanted to take a quarterback in this past draft. Yeah. And the guy they ended up with was the third one. Was it the guy they wanted all along? No one's ever going to know. We won't know that for another 25 years. Yeah, someone's going to have a scoop, and then they'll be allowed to release it after, down the road. After Allen retires, after Darnold retires, after May- Mayfield, after all these quarterbacks retire or yeah. are done playing football, after Brandon Bean is done in football and McDermott, when they when they leave the game and retire, you know, that's when we'll know. So my big thing, though, is this. Darnold, at the end of the day, did look better as a passer than Allen did. Allen, again, was the reason the Bills were in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I cannot wait for a new offensive line. Mm-hmm. Cannot Same. wait long enough. Same. If you can get this man an offensive line so that he can actually stay in there and not have to run for his life every play, it seemed, and some of it was his own doing. Part of that is when you start getting pressured so much. You start to have this. You start feeling phantom pressure. Yeah. 
That was something that you talked about with uh, Darnold during the draft process. Yeah, Darnold would feel a lot of that phantom pressure, and he would take off. Mm-hmm. Here it was more of the same thing. It was more of Josh Allen was feeling sometimes what wasn't there. Or he would hold on to the ball a little too long and get himself into a situation. Or the pocket would get compromised right away. And this was the same team that you allowed zero sacks when Matt Barkley was in. That said, Josh Allen and his 101 rushing yards yesterday were another reason this team was able to do something. And not only have the lead, but have it for most of the game. The running game is dead without Josh Allen. Now you can see why the Bills were one of the worst offenses when Allen was out of the lineup. Because if he doesn't run like the gazelle that he is, the Bills don't have an offense. Because it was below average quarterback play and no push on the offensive line, so there's no running game, and that's how you end up with three or less points a bunch of times. Right. Right. That's how you end up with jokes about, can the Sabres outscore the Bills this weekend? The offensive line is a lot of the problem here. I'm not even going to go ahead and say anything about the receivers anymore. You want to know why, Frank? Robert Foster had his second 100-yard game of the season. Not bad. Not bad. For an undrafted rookie who had a case of really a hard time trying to track down balls in the preseason. He wins a job out of camp in the last game of the preseason. He even gets cut and put back on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. But what's he do when he comes back? Puts up two 100-yard games. I'm impressed. Isaiah McKenzie looks like a fun little water bug. Like a little gadget player. Yeah. Zay Jones had a rough day. Better season overall. Rough day. But yeah. Rough day yeah. yesterday. That's unfortunate. Because he's been looking very good. But he puts... Like, Joe DiBiase and I were talking about this on the Fantasy Show, as a matter of fact. Um, Zay Jones put up, within a span of three weeks, two 20-plus point games. The other one was a zero. The Jets game, two touchdowns, blew up. Mm -hmm. Jaguars, nothing. Dolphins, two touchdowns, blew up. Jets part two? Pretty much nothing. Right. The man made or sunk some teams in fantasy football. <laughs> but yet Robert Foster got another steady game in. It seems like it's a different receiver every week, but there's always one that does seem to shine. And this is not a cast that you would think would have that. By the way, the premise of this is when since Allen returned to the lineup, not overall oh, yeah. through the season. Yeah. I mean, overall through the season, you're starting to see Zay Jones getting better, though. You start to see Robert Foster getting better. Isaiah McKenzie comes in and is a nice little success story. Those guys are probably 2, 3, 4, or 2, 4, 5 on your depth chart next year. You probably got a couple of keepers. So... 
I'm interested here. I like to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not going to yell about the receivers now nearly as much as I am about the offensive line. Because with how bad one is playing, not only is your pass protection breaking down almost on an every play basis, your running game is getting no push. Simpler solution is this. Can we draft an offensive tackle, say Jonah Williams out of Alabama, with our first-round pick? Sure, why not? I'm for it. Pick number six overall at the current projection. I'm cool with it. I'm down. You want to know why? Because then you could take Williams, you could put him at left tackle. Deion Dawkins, who played right tackle at college, then goes to right tackle. Jordan Mills now is replaced. You need to do something about the rest of the interior line, though. That's what the rest of the draft and free agency is going to have to be about. Yep. Receiver, you can draft a guy. Or you can bring a guy in in free agency, and I think you can get one or the other. You need to bring in a number one guy on the outside. And by number one, I mean a guy that is just going to line up on the outside and at least be a little bit of a figure of consistency. I would imagine if they're going for a guy like that, they're going to do that through uh, free agency. Yes, and then they're going to draft a guy, too. They're going to draft a guy as well. That's why I say Jones, McKenzie, and Foster are probably more of a 2-3-5. Yeah. Or, or a 2-4-5, excuse me. Yeah. So, but they have all earned their keep they're for the next year. They're earning their spots, though, yeah. The offensive line? Who's earning their keep? Deion Dawkins. Even he had a bad game yesterday. And even, but even he had a bad game, too. Wyatt Teller likely is gonna. He's probably gonna hang around, but hang around he's gonna his... have competition. Yeah, John Miller is almost ready for the Vlad Dukas treatment of get him out of here. Mm-hmm. Ryan Groy has clearly lost some of what he had. Yep, and Russell Bodine being injured did not help matters. Yeah, because even when Bodine's your third best lineman, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And Vlad Dukas, by the way, goes from a starter for most of the year to straight up inactive. Yep. It just goes to show how much of a flop this offensive line has been. Jordan Mills has consistently been your second best lineman. And two years ago, if you tell me that, I would have pooped myself. <laughs> you oh, by the way, in two years, Jordan Mills is your best offensive lineman. What happened? Well, yeah. we saw what happened. Mm-hmm. A pair of retirements. Yep. That's it. And a trade. Yeah. That's it. All right. I have, real quick, I have three news. News Before stuff. Before that, keep that news in front of you. I got it. Because we still have to talk about how Danny Crossman needs to be fired in the sun. So he needs the Calvin Benjamin treatment. Yes. How in the hell do you give up two large kick returns and get a field goal blocked? Terrible execution. Mm-hmm. Awful. Just plain bad. That costs you the game. It turns out the Bills special teams decided to sit in the role of Nathan Peterman throwing the game role. It wouldn't shock me if he was fired as the coordinator. He's got to be replaced. In the offseason. He's got to be replaced. It wouldn't. The special teams has been bad all year. Yeah. Steven Hauschka is the one reason that you actually have something worth a damn in your special teams. Yeah. And And he took that cheap shot. And even he 
struggled before the cheap shot. Yeah. The Miami game was probably his worst game of his career as a Bill. Mm-hmm. I think that there's something going on, like, lingering injury-wise, and then that hit did not help any matters. But at some point, though, your special teams, your kickoff coverage is so bad, injured kicker or not, you're just you think booting lot- it to the – you're booting it throughout the field as a squib because you don't want Andre Roberts touching the football anymore because you can't cover a kick worth a damn. Oh, and then on the last drive for the Jets, there's a – there's an illegal formation penalty on your kicking team, which then moves the ball forward again on what was already favorable field position. The Jets did not have to put up a drive worth a crap yesterday. Do you think Hauschka struggled relates to the fact of not having a punter that he's used to as a holder? He's yes. Because he got Dar in there? I think, I think Dar was a problem, you know, having a new holder – is always a bit of a problem for a kicker. That mu- that could help. That could at least give some explanation to the Miami game. Yes, and then the La- New York yesterday, game, obviously he gets blasted by two ninety five yeah. pound guy. By the way, you're real cool. Um, going for a kill shot on a kicker. Nice job, man. Yeah, you're real tough. That was that was a little pathetic. It was pathetic, but. At the same time, that is football. Yeah. Did he need to do it? No. Can he be justified with it? Well, the Patriots kind of showed us that he could be. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because a miracle play happened in Miami, and... <laughs> I can't believe that happens. I mean, hey, let's be fair about something. Hauschka tried to slide tackle, okay? <laughs> You do what you have to do, and that's what that guy did. Mm-hmm. Do I like it? No. Do I think that if I was his peer, I would I would laugh at him in a bit of a sense? Yes. If I'm Jordan Phillips, am I going after him? Absolutely. But I'm 5'11", 195. Yeah. The best I'm going to be able to do is say, you're cool, buddy, and hope he never hope he knows doesn't. who I am, which is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Because if he does that to Hauschka, I'm, a, I'm not even sure I'm a kicker's body build in, a, in the NFL. <laughs> so I don't know how uh, how well I'd be able to take that kind of a hit. Well, do you want to test that theory? No. Because <laughs> the, no. the new uh, XFL is taking applications. No. <laughs> I don't want to do it. You can go try out if you want. No. <laughs> So there we go. Frank, you have news. One news out of the NFL today. The Raiders have fired Reggie McKenzie. You're rolling your eyes because it's the Raiders. After they somehow beat Pittsburgh yesterday. Thank you, by the way, Pittsburgh. Genuinely, from the bottom of my heart. For allowing the Raiders organization to think that John Gruden is not a problem. Yeah. May I never have to deal with the Raiders as a problem in the AFC for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Second one. So the guy who 
didn't trade Khalil Mack got fired. Yeah. The guy who wanted to sign him. Keep him. Let's just leave that there without any more context. Okay. Second second one. Out of the NHL. Second news. I think it's a little funny, but interesting because it involves a former Sabre. Chad Johnson placed on waivers today Ooh. by St. Louis. That's rough. Yeah. He has had a very bad season in St. Louis. Third. So that sending down is actually rather deserved. Yeah. Because if you're not stopping pucks, what are you there for? Third one. Third news. We opened, we opened by talk a little bit about UB because they're winning. Yeah. They got rewarded for their winning. They are now 14th in the country. Wow. Moved up three spots. Bad ass. Yep. The 14th ranked team in the country. Mm-hmm. 14th. Frank, you know what that does for you if you can keep that kind of ranking throughout the year? Recognition. You don't even need you don't even need to win the conference tournament. That's at large. Jeez. They can maintain this the whole year. You got some games. They maintain up this too. the whole year. If there's an injury at the end of the season and the conference tournament's coming, you could rest your players, let someone else get an automatic bid, and you get the at large. Fourteenth. That's insane. Not that they're that not that they're not that good. It's just that they're the fourteenth ranked team in the country. Their next game is Saturday against Southern Illinois, who's seven to three right now of the season. Southern Illinois is a solid team. Then they play the eighteenth against Syracuse. Yeah, the carrier dome. Yep. And then the twenty first, they play Marquette. Who had one? Who, when UB got into the rankings, was one spot ahead of them. Hmm. So an interesting stretch here coming up for the Bulls, but, but they went to West Virginia and they beat West Virginia. They took a four seed Arizona and beat them to the court. They. Hung around with Kentucky. For the most part in that game, yeah. Oh, they did. Call a spade a spade. Yeah. And that was even despite not having their best shooting day against Kentucky, that one. And speaking of their not not their best shooting day, they cream St. Bonaventure despite shooting like 30% in the second half. So in the new rankings, how like I said they play Syracuse and Marquette. Syracuse is twenty fifth now. They are so the Orange Men have made the top twenty five, right in time. And Marquette is twenty one. So they have two tw- two, two top twenty five teams. teams. Yep, two top two top twenty five games for the Bulls this week, right before Christmas. You want to know the beauty of this? The f- over the Frank? next eleven days, the beauty of this: if they lose one of those two, they still stay in the top twenty five. Mm-hmm. Because now you're losing to ranked teams, which is not a bad thing. Oh, my God. UB is about to be 
at the top of the charts for the rest of the year. Jeez. All right, Frank. Looks like the Bulls are in on something here. But do you know the bad news, though? What's what's bad news? Kind of like the Sabres, with all this success comes expectation. And we'll see where they're at at the end when the tournament hits. Because now that's not a matter of if but when. You thought the Philly game would be their bounce back. No, no, no. And I'm talking about the Bulls still. Oh, you're talking about the Bulls still? Okay. Sorry. Like, when the NCAA tournament comes, it's not a matter of if now, but when. Yeah. What ends up the expectation at the end of the season? It depends on where they are. Depends on where they are. Depends on who they, who they, where they are in the tournament and how they finish in the conference. Yeah. And there it is. Like, this is, this is now going to become a season of expectations. Yeah. For them. Kind of like the Sabres, which now, now, now is just okay now to it's, pass the torch over. He thought the Philly game was going to be the bounce back, and it looked that way to start. Oh, my God. Dude. Eichel gets two goals. Oh, he's scoring. Oh Eichel's scoring goals. Eichel's scoring goals, so those people could shut up. Yeah. That's good, though. That's it's like it's like small if Eichel, consolation prize. It's like they may if, have lost their fifth straight game, but now I can at least he- not hear the idiotic take of Jack Eichel needs to shoot the puck more. It's like he was shooting it this whole time, and it, now it's going in. The bad news is is that they're regressing to the mean with a lot of things. Yeah, I tweeted about it on Saturday at, with the game. Some good, some get, some bad. Some good. Jack Eichel scoring goals again. The bad, the team is kind of regressing back to the mean. Maybe Eichel should stop scoring goals. No. The team, <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the rest of the team should start scoring goals. I know, it's a joke. Frank, their last eight goals have either been Jeff Skinner, I Sam know, Reinhardt, or Jack Eichel. It's a joke. Their last seven goals have been Sam Reinhardt or Jack Eichel. I know. I know, but I'm stating something that is a talking point. I know. Their, their last seven goals have been, not been literally there. two players. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, if not for Bolu, Pilot, and Ristolainen. Actually, you know, it's still as bad when you mention this as in there as well. The last eight goals have had a combined six players tallying points. Mm-hmm. Seven. Allmark had an assist. <laughs> there has yeah. been no forward off of the first yeah. line De- that has done anything on the score sheet. Depth scoring is a, is a problem. Yes. With some players, it's not like there's a lack of trying. I saw Tage Thompson go ahead and take Ivan Provorov and go, uh, who are you? Hey, uh, wow. That was a fun little move. He goes toe drag. Spin, spin, spin. Oh, my God. Yeah, you keep turning there, Provorov. You're still not going to find me. Well, the problem is Provorov eventually got the last laugh as he tied the game. Yeah. Um, But, man, Thompson put him through the spin cycle like Kiko Alonso. (laughs) Yeah. Stolars. Who's Alex Stolars? At one point. Is he a prospect? I think he's like 24, 25. I'm going to double check real quick. Because the way that that man played, I'm thinking that he might have a future. Because he had to make extraordinary saves. At one point, I'm pretty sure points. the Flyers thought that too. That dude had to work. 
especially in the first period. Stolarz is 24. So he's still kind of a promising guy. Because some goalies don't even he's break had a couple. Like, I know he's had a couple some injury troubles the last couple of years, too, but... Yeah. He, at one point, I'm pretty sure the Flyers thought he was... He's at least, like, something. Well, it looks like the guy is something. Because he had to put in a lot of work to make sure that that game did not get ugly quick. Even he, but even he struggled, it looked like. I wouldn't say that. He just made spectacular saves. He got it done when it was needed. As the game went on, yes. Early on, though, besides two goals, obviously, which you can't really do anything about. By one man. Yeah. He looked like he was fighting the puck. Looked like he was fighting the puck, but the Sabres but couldn't do But then he started to calm down as the game went on. And, yeah, he started making a lot of really good saves. And Linus Olmark did not need to be hung out like that. Yeah, he was up to hung out to dry. I didn't this realize. This team has a lot of injury problems. They are not getting better anytime soon. I, I didn't realize how much McCabe and Scandella were missed on that decor. McCabe I saw coming. McCabe, I mean, yeah, McCabe you knew were hurt, but Scandella too. Because one of the big things, in that, t- especially in that win streak, the penalty kill was great. Scandella was a part of it. Mm-hmm. He helped shore up the de- shore up the penalty kill. He took some minutes to do that. McCabe was also a large part of it. Yep. So now, with essentially your two best penalty killing defensemen out, one long term. Yep. But even we've seen better seasons from Casey Nelson and from Nathan Beaulieu. But now Beaulieu, Pilot, are in particular being asked to do a lot more. Beaulieu and Beaulieu shouldn't be. He's having a better year because he's also in a spot where he is better suited for. Yes, he's been given a bit of a reduced minutes role, and that's what and has that's allowed what him to be better. Be. But now with – but it, it, I agree with the move of – when you have an injury, it's next man up. Unfortunately for Beaulieu, that would mean he's next man up in terms of injuries with Scandella and McCabe out, and it's not working because he shouldn't be given more minutes. Yeah, and McCabe and being obviously he also played with Matt Tennyson, which went about as well as everyone thought also, it would be. Yeah. Which, I mean, look, nothing against the guy. But he can't handle the NHL speed. And no. it's been proven many times throughout these last Thought two he, years. Like, I remember Housley said like oh, he had a good game on Wednesday against Utica. I'm like, I watched that game. He was okay. Tennyson's only up because he's a cost-controlled move. Yeah, no, that's true. That that is That is very true. The Sabres are up against it, and they need to be able to call someone up on the cheap, and that is yep. what Tennyson can do for you. I, I, I absolutely agree with that, yes. My biggest problem here is that they really do have a lot of injuries. More so expect, like unexpected than you would even think. Yeah. I thought that they had a deep group going in. But now, outside of Darlene and Ristolainen, everyone is getting too many minutes. Ristolainen, it's just like a, it's a normal thing for him, so you're going to get up and down Risto. Yeah. But he's at least used to it. Darlene is getting this because, well, this was supposed to be the next step. Yes. But everyone else is getting a bunch of minutes that they should really not be. But when you have, when you have injuries, that's what you have to do. 
the thing is, is that it's just bizarre that they have a lot of injuries and it's at literally one position. That is very bizarre. Yes, I thought I've thought that too. What is it like? You know, Hunwick's Matt Hunwick is about to come back. Yeah, I don't know. But other than that, though, how much that's going to help? Three of your top seven are gone mm-hmm. in Nelson, McCabe, and Scandella. Scandella. Yep, Scandella's been ruled as day to day for like two weeks now. Yeah, two of your top two in your top six. Three, yeah, Nelson and your seven. and your six seven. Yeah, it's a big problem. It's and a Mc, big problem. And Jake McCabe is probably your your worst injury right now. Mm-hmm. Not only is it because of the fact that it is week to week, that's a longer term basis, but also the man has been he's been very steady this year, very steady and much improved. Yeah. Like you saw the injury take away his season last year, and everyone was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, like everyone was really excited about Jake McCabe and Phil in Phil Housley's system." Yep, because McCabe played under Housley. We're like, "Okay, let's see what happens here. I'm interested. Let's see what Jake we McCabe would do." And now, and then we were talking about potentially trading him in the summer. We were talking about potentially trading him in the summer because we didn't know what we were going to get out of him. But at the same time, you know, it's like, "Hey, maybe we can get some depth scoring." <clears throat> Sorry. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm right. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, it would have been nice to get a little bit more depth scoring. Because say what you want about the defense. How many games are you winning scoring two goals? Not a lot. Not a lot. Not in this NHL. So guess what? Can we get someone other than the first line to put a puck in the net? Because if not, we're going to have some problems. doesn't matter yeah. what your defense does or does not do. Yeah. Carter Hutton could spin on his head and do whatever he wants to stop every puck in the world. You're not going to win if you're not scoring goals throughout the lineup. At some point, you want to see more out of guys like Larson, Gergensen, Berglund. Even though they're fourth line, you want to at least see them... Put a puck in the net? At least... Sometimes. Once every other game, maybe every three games. I'd like to see it at least once a week. Yeah, once a week. Which is generally for three, four games. You um, want to see more out of Evan Rodriguez. Yeah, Erod was One not goal in good. 24 games. Erod was not good in the last couple of games. Sherry's been fine, but at some point, but you got to start thinking too, okay, he's got to start. He's got to start. I know he's coming back from an injury too, but even still, the line like Oposo right now is at a po- at a half a point a game. I'd like to see that go up a bit. Yeah, because it was at he's a at higher 15, clip. He's at fifteen and thirty right now, but he was at a higher clip. Yes, he hasn't been able to. He hasn't done anything in the last couple of games as well. The last guy, and I it may is middle step. Oh yes, it may. I don't know how much we can still say he's been snake bitten. At this point, no. It might start be. It might be now where you say, okay, now he's struggling. Now he, yeah. But what it is the difference? To, now he needs to do more. The difference between saying that he was snake bitten and right now is that he was generating chances and pressure. Right now, that has gone dry. He's not even getting that. On a consistent basis. Like, 
he's a bit of a terror with the puck in early in the season. It's in it just right now it looks like he's really struggling. Heck, I might even want to put Pomaville in that. I know he has he's not on the top line anymore, but we also expected wanna... Jason Pomaville could do something every now and then without that. Yeah. Yeah, you need something else coming from your other forwards because this is just getting bad. Yeah, your second, the second and third line's got to start. They got to get going. They and have. To I don't going. know what it's going to take to do it. I would say trade this, a defenseman, but we don't have any of those anymore. <laughs> it, you know what? I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it past that maybe yeah, bring a trade is what's needed, or somebody has to come up to do it. But because they're so up against the cap, it's hard to do that. It is, and you need and, you you, and they got to use that cap route to bring up defensemen. Yeah, because your defensemen to, are injured. You would have to use some like you'd have to free up some money somehow, and we don't know where or how that's going to happen right now. Mm-hmm. Lick your wounds, get better. For the love of God, win a game. Because that'll Just make everything quiet. Find down. a way to get back on track. Yeah. Next two games are against the Kings and Coyotes. If you can't beat them, we're in a problem spot. Because those teams, well, one of them in particular, is bad. Funny, it's not Arizona I'm talking about. I can at eh, least I can at least say at least we're not the Kings. Yeah. A team that was ruled as a low key contender this year. After a promising season last year, and they Signing are just Kovalchuk. and they are just but they are booty, and it's not good. You know, just it's, ni- it's nice what the ten game winning streak did. It gave them this cushion. It gave them cushion for this rough stretch. Yep, they're still two points ahead of Boston right now. Oh, why is it got to be Boston? And three points ahead of Montreal. Oh boy. And you're falling out of favor real quick, so get mm-hmm. back on track. Yeah. I did like, though, that Jack Eichel was essentially like, why bring up the streak anymore? We've wasted it with this five-game losing streak. And he's not necessarily wrong. He's not wrong. Like you said, it was getting cushioned, but with a five-game losing you, streak? You knew, that the way, you knew that the way they were playing that during the winning streak – it wasn't going to be sustainable. They can't win games by being down most of them and coming back late. They, you can't do that consistently every, night in and night out. Honestly, their problem has been they've been blowing leads lately. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe they do need to fall behind. <laughs> Maybe they do need to get some of that comeback magic back. Go ahead. Lo- start losing by 3 nothing at the end of the first period, guys. It'll get you back on your track. Um, <laughs> but, no, like, the other thing is – you can't keep playing like this the way the rest of the division has been going. Yeah. Last time we talked, we're looking at potentially would have looked at the eighth seed because of different playoff seeding. We're looking at potentially five teams out of the Atlantic. It's not potentially anymore. That's what I think is happening. I can't definitively say that. Well, the Sabres got to keep their end of the bargain. Not even that. I'm not counting. Who's out. back? I'm not. Don't count out. I'm not counting out Pittsburgh. I'm not counting them out. Where are they? They're at 30 points right now, which, as of right now, is one point behind the third spot in the Metro. 
Hmm. I'm not counting them out. All right, so Pittsburgh's not counting back. them out. I won't. I mean, and let's be real. I mean, there. I would. I could put Carolina there too. I know the goaltending has been a problem, but and all the th- all the they're talks not scoring is, a lot actually. Yeah, that's the talk is that they're not scoring. Ha! They trade Jeff Skinner. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a problem. It's still a team that's got a lot of problems, especially with what they have on defense. Don't I'm not I'm still not going to count them out. They're also well. They're still well coached as well. Yeah, but Pittsburgh's my main. Pittsburgh's the main team. They could still, there could still be four teams out of the Metro, but it's. Tr- I, I'm just saying it's not a lock for five teams in the Atlantic. Yeah, and I'm not even saying Buffalo has to keep their end of the bargain. Montreal could still fall out. Montreal could still fall out, but at the same time, they've been more consistent than Buffalo. Buffalo had a rapid winning, winning streak, and then they're streakier, whereas Montreal's kind of just been hanging around. Yeah, which is why I was okay with Buffalo right away. Is well before that winning streak, they were hanging around. Heck, I'm still wondering if Florida can get their stuff together. Florida's got the talent, but the problem I, is that the way the division has played and their start that they had. Yeah, they, their injuries at goaltending just did not help. It did not help, but this might just be a case of you shot yourself in the foot at the start of the race, and now everyone's way too far ahead that. But I think the I think late. the injury to Luongo was the shot in the foot. Oh yeah, because they're they're playing good hockey. But it's just Reimer and Hutchinson aren't going to get it done. It's just unfortunate what happened to them. Yeah, and now everyone is. And well now off. as a result of it, it's they fall like, back. Last year they were off to a bad start and they missed the playoffs by a point. Yeah, and they did the same thing last year. So I think with the rest of the division playing better overall. Florida's probably dead in the water. Yeah. I would just like one little win to, you know, get everyone to back off a little bit with the Sabres. All right, Frank. Is it time to do the stupidest thing of our shows every week? Yes. I'd rather not. Well, could have went better last week. Pittsburgh losing, Denver losing. The Raiders, Cardinals, and 49ers all won their game. Yep. And the Giants. Miami won. Against New New England England. in the same week. Yeah, the Giants did win. I picked them to win, too. By the way. How bad are the picks? You got five right. Ew. Bleeping ew. Yeah. You also picked Jacksonville. Why? And then Derrick Henry decided to do that. No, Jacksonville decided to do nothing. <laughs> there is a difference. Derrick Henry just happened All to right. be the beneficiary. Yeah. How much did you get? More. Thanks. Okay. Five. Ugh. There's Five. A, there, Thursday nighter. 
There's a game tonight, but it's five. There is a game tonight, and oh, it's Seattle, Minnesota. That's going to be a good game. Five. Yeah. Why are we still doing this? We're almost done. Three more weeks. No. Three more weeks. You're lying. Not lying. It, not, week 15. I know, but the playoffs I know the playoffs too, but that's like, meh. Well, then I can't yeah. even get to the number five, I guess. What's the equivalent? One? Yes. Crap. <laughs> All right, Thursday nighter. And it's going to be a good game, too. It's going to be a good game. All right, I'm probably going to pick it wrong. What is it? Chargers Chiefs. Chiefs aren't losing again this season. They should have. Yeah. And they didn't. By the way, that would have gotten me to four. (laughs) Had Baltimore pulled that one out, I would have been at four. No, you'd have been at six. Did I pick them? I did. That's right. Lamar Jackson played, and I was like, you know what? Why not? Yeah, you picked Baltimore last week. That's so. almost. And smart they of almost me. pulled it off. It's almost smart of me. They almost pulled it off. Two Saturday games. Oh, what is this? College football? I know, right? Houston and the Jets. Houston. Yeah. They are going to be mad after losing to Indy, which I also did not pick correctly, and. Well, the Jets aren't that good. That too. Yeah, Houston. Cleveland and Denver. Give me Cleveland. I'm going to take Cleveland. Can they get to six wins? Probably. Five, seven, and one? After. All right. Now to Sunday games. Arizona, Atlanta. At I'm gonna take Atlanta. I'm gonna take Arizona. You do that. Well, you do that taking Atlanta. You take one of the few teams that's worse than Atlanta this year. Packers. My side at least has Calvin Ridley and that Julio Jones guy. I mean, David Johnson's pretty good. If they know how to use him. He does have 810 rushing yards this year and six touchdowns on the ground. All right, fair. Packers, Bears. Bears. Hey, they uh, they beat the Rams. Yes, Frank, I know. <laughs> Although it was kind of an ugly game. The Bears are actually kind of in control of their own destiny now a little bit with uh, – yeah. With possibly getting a first-round bye. Mm-hmm. Well, now with uh, New Orleans and the Rams having two losses, New Orleans it's still very oh, New Orleans. With the head-to-head, New Orleans remains at the one. Yeah. And then the Rams are at two. Yep, but now the, the Bears have the head-to-head over Bears them, have so if they tie. Yeah. So if they get ahead of the Rams. If they just tie them in the record. That's right. They have a game to make up. Yeah, it's two. Yeah, it's a nice t- still two game lead. Oh, with three games to go. That's not gonna happen. So it's likely not. All right, Raiders, Bengals. Do you pick John Gruden? Do you pick Hugh Jackson? Tie. That's a center. <laughs> you want to pick a tie? No. You sure? No. 
You can. It's it's a it's an option. It's an option, but you I'm, know what? I'm, I'm just, just gonna, gonna pick Cincy just cause. I'm gonna pick the Raiders because. Okay. Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. <laughs> just realize what you've done. And I'm picking Cincy because of John Gruden. At least, at least that derp has Derek Carr. All right, next game. I don't want to talk about that game anymore. Yeah, we Cowboys Colts. Colts. So Dallas is going to win because apparently every time when we pick against Dallas, they win. We should probably stop doing that. Yeah, the Eagles got jobbed though. They did. Dolphins Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, no, no more miracles in Miami. Even though this game's in Minnesota. Titans Giants. Titans, but I don't love it for some reason. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the Giants. Cause watch, Saquon's gonna run for like two hundred yards. Oh yeah, well, and give Tennessee a taste of their own medicine with Henry. <laughs> You're like, hey, hey, hey. Like I, I said, I don't <laughs> love the pick, but yeah. I'm making that pick. Yeah, Washington, Jacksonville, Washington. We are looking at the potential matchup of, and I, and I bleep you not. Mark Sanchez versus Cody Kessler. It might be Josh Johnson. Josh, oh, oh. versus Cody Kessler. Ugh. If Mark Sanchez sees another snap as a starter, Jay Gruden should get fired and go join John Gruden. He's <laughs> probably will too. I'm just gonna pick Washington just cause. I'm picking Jacksonville because Mark Sanchez is on that team. And I didn't even know Josh Johnson was in Washington. That man really is trying to hit all 32 teams in his career. Yeah. (laughs) Tampa Bay, Baltimore. 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 Lamar. Watch Harbaugh go to Flacco for some stupid reason. Oh, God. Don't worry. Flacco will be in Jacksonville next year. Hey, we lost, so it's perfect that I have to put in Joe Flacco as he's healthy now. I could see it now. Is Joe Flacco going to go to Jacksonville next year? I don't know where Joe Flacco's going to go. I don't care. He is not elite. So he's going to Jacksonville. I mean, maybe. Probably. I don't know. Seahawks, Niners. Seahawks. Yeah. Seattle's still hanging around. Not just hanging around. Now Now they control their own destiny with a wild card. Yep. Inside track. Patriots, Steelers. Patriots. Yeah. Steelers are free-falling. Yes, they are. They might lose the division now. They got a brutal schedule, too. New England, they play New Orleans, too. Yeah, this is not a good time to get that draw. Yeah. The last three games are New England, New Orleans, and Cincy. I mean, Cincy, though, they should win, but next two games? And Baltimore Baltimore gets to play Tampa. Well, let's not discredit the Bucks anymore. For some well, if reason. Lamar plays. For some reason. Yeah. I mean, Baltimore's schedule's not that much easier. Tampa, Chargers, Browns. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, Sunday nighter, Eagles, Rams. 
Rams. Rams get back. The Eagles on track. are dead to me. Yeah. I need to stop taking them for any reasons ever. Yeah. And the Monday nighter, Saints Panthers. Saints. Saints. Free falling Carolina. Yep. Nice job, guys. Yep. And finally, the Bills game. They play the Lions. Hmm. I'm going to take Buffalo. I am too. Just because. Just because. Uh, it's just Detroit. Yeah. Like they're bad. It's not even that they're just bad. They're just. They're mailing. bad. They're bad. But they're bad too. They're pretty bad. When was the last time that the Bills played Detroit in a regular season game in Buffalo? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't think it's as long as Chicago. Yeah. Because the last time the Bears played in Buffalo was a very long time ago. Because their last home game against Chicago was in Toronto. That's right. And then what did we get when the Bears showed up here? Well, we had to start Nathan Peterman. But yeah, Bills-Lions. So 2014. They played in Detroit. That was Kyle Orton's first game. That's right. So you got to go four years back on that. So 2010. 2010. Yeah, week 10, 2010. How'd they do? They won. With whom? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well. That was that was their first win of the season. Because that was the year they won 4-12. and 12. This is why I don't ask things. They started because they started the season 0-8. All right, then. Perfect. Perfect. Would you like to hear... Some of the stats from no. this game. Are you sure? You're going to say them anyway. Probably. So I'm, that's Fitzpatrick, why I'm saying no. Fitzpatrick was 12 of 24. 146 yards and a touchdown. Fred Jackson. Hang on. Before you carry on. Yeah. Sounds a lot like Josh Allen's passing numbers without the 100 rushing yards. Ooh. Yeah, because he had negative one. <laughs> Fitzpatrick did. Nailed Fred it. Jackson, 133 Yards rushing. Oh, there's the there's the there there yards. it is. There's your rushing yards and a touchdown. <laughs> the only difference is it's going to say Josh Allen and Josh yeah. Allen. Jackson also caught six passes for 37 yards and a touchdown. Josh Allen almost caught a touchdown. He almost did. He high pointed the, it better than Benjamin. Yeah. Four Bills caught passes in this game. Four. One was Fred Jackson. How many receivers caught a pass? Were there any tight ends that caught one? No. So three receivers did. Three receivers. Or one receiver. Can okay. you name them? And then Fred Jackson. Can you name them? Roscoe Parrish. No. 2010. Terrell Owens. No. That was the year before. Damn. Yeah, Lee Evans. Yes. He caught two for 52. Yay. That led the receivers. Can you name the other two? Probably not. Um... Kamar Aiken. <laughs> no. 
plague. <laughs> Wish. <laughs> um, Josh Reed of Channel Four. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> the other two were Donald Jones. Oh. One catch, 20 yards. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Now that I've got a bit of a yeah. era here, David Nelson. No. Damn. You're getting close, though. I know. Do you know what I know the other guy? You're going to hate yourself. I mean, probably. Stevie I always... Johnson. Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> By the way, Matt Stafford didn't play this game. Because he wasn't drafted yet? He was drafted in 2008. Oh, right. Or 2009. He was injured. Yeah. You know who started this game for Detroit? Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. John Kitna. No. Dang it. <laughs> Good guess, though. Yeah, not bad, right? Yeah. Um, Dan Orlovsky. That, I knew you were going to say that. And no. Ah! <laughs> Stupid Detroit Kings back in 2010. Um, Drew Stanton. No. Why? <laughs> Why am I playing this still? Um. Oh, who's another stupid Lions quarterback? That. Uh. Who else is backed up in Detroit? Really. Legitimate question. Got, right, here, 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 here's the quarterback. Ricky Stanzi. No. Sean Hill. Right. 29 of 50, 323, one TD, one pick. Their leading rusher was Javid Best, 35 yards. I remember Javid Best. He was actually and, really good. Yeah. Neck injury. And then career. Calvin Johnson had 10 catches for 128 yards. And a touchdown. Yep. So he did his thing. Like he always did. Yep. Rod Rob Marinelli coaching back then? Uh, I believe he was the coach of the Lions that year. Can take a quick. If I get the coach, and I still couldn't have named Sean Hill oh, or no, Stevie it wasn't, Johnson. No, it apparently. wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, this was not Jim Caldwell yet. Who was before him? Who was before Jim Caldwell? It was Jim Schwartz. Yeah. I forgot that was it that was time Schwartz's line. second year. Yep. Lions were six and ten this season. And they lost two and away and eighteen in the Bills. I'll just remember Jim Schwartz going after Jim Harbaugh in the handshake line. Yeah. Or not the handshake line, but like the handshakes in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Because like Harbaugh was excited and he just quick excited about the win, yeah, quick handshake. Then, yeah, I remember that. I remember that video. Jim you just see hey! you just see him dart over, yeah, and then start giving him words. Awesome. Yeah, that was great. So yeah, that was the last time Detroit was here. Neat. Yuck. Yeah. All right, we should end this. Okay. This is Leftovers Podcast here on WGR550.com. I'm Derek Kramer. I'm Frank Arcari. And we thank you for listening somehow uh, <laughs> on demand audio, 
and through the radio.com app. Sabres, two games between now and the next one. Can they get on track? The Bulls, the 14th ranked team in the country in men's basketball. You should go check out their games. They're actually really good. St. Bonaventure fans saying that uh, we you want, want UB. UB. And then Nate Oates on Twitter, care for what you wish for. <laughs> that was great. That was amazing. That is the level of savage and pettiness that I aspire to. And don't forget Saturday, April 6th, Rusty Buffalo Sports Pub and Grill, Buffalo Potathon number two. We will be there along with Trainwreck Sports, who we've had on before a couple times. Yeah. Nate Geary will be there. A lot of other people will be there. Joe DiBiase will probably be there. I know Joe Biscagli is going to be there. Oh, we got Joe B. Hanging around. There we go. So, Saturday More details. Yep. As they come. Yep. Got a lot of time for that. A lot of time. A lot more time for details. Yep. A few months away. Come hang out. Yeah. It's the last Sabres game of the season. Wear Wear your goat head. Jersey. Yeah. That. He does not mean take the head of a goat. No, or a fake one. Like a mask. Don't do that either. Don't do that either. It's just kind of terrifying. Wear the goat head jersey. Or the red jersey. Or the butter knives, yeah. Yeah. I like butter knives. All right, we're done. Okay. Lighter. Lighter.